What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And it was proof of concept because I was like, man, this is real. I was like, it, literally money just transferred hands. Then my question was, can I make this $20? Could I make this $200 a month? Could I make this $2,000? You know, and now you fast forward to today and actually CNBC did a mini documentary about about me. I'm a small town kid, college dropout, started shooting videos in my bedroom, and I made almost $40,000 in one month just from talking about tech and cameras online. What's happening? No cap. We ain't about to get a play code. Pull up to the table. Let's go. So the rising small type of business, one of the, the, the small types of business that is on the rise, um, it's, it's not your doctor, it's not your lawyer, it's not a, you know, one of these crazy entrepreneurs out there who are just screaming that they are super busy. No, the rising uh, small type of business um, is a content creator, a YouTuber, a blogger, a um, Instagrammer, a TikToker, you name it. But today I'm excited because I have the guru of gurus when it comes to YouTube in the business today. This guy has helped me go from making uh, 
high six figures to crossing over seven plus figures simply by just taking an hour of his time. And I asked him, can he give me 30 minutes to share what he's working on, to share some of the stuff that he's taught me to help you? Because I believe that there's something on the inside of you that uh, you could, should be on YouTube. You should be on podcasts and you can make some full, you can make full time income on the side. So today's guest, man, is a guy that I've been following for years and he has helped me tremendously. He's actually helped a lot of people. This guy has two million followers on YouTube and he has a huge, huge empire solely around how you and I can build successful YouTube. Um, I would say build a successful YouTube business. So before we get to my friend, Sean, who's with us today, real quick, do not forget uh, to make sure that you properly cover yourself when it comes to insurance. Uh, my partner's over at Ethos. Ethos, you can go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash Ethos. They will set you up with an insurance policy up to $2 million, one without a blood check, and you can get it as cheap as 50 to $100 a month. They partner with me because they understand that I want to help you one, get out of debt, build wealth. And when we do transition, uh, we want to be able to leave our families with wealth. We want to be able to leave them with options and opportunities. And let's not be selfish. So if you're a single mother, single father, or you know you are a spouse, you want to make sure that as we're making this money, like we're going to learn how to do today on YouTube, um, how we can make this money and leave our families with the blessing. We all want to be looking down from heaven. Y'all know me. I'm a Christian. I'm going to keep it real with you. We want to look down from heaven. We're smiling. We're having a good time because we're in, we're finally home. But we want to look down on our previous home and make sure our families and our loved ones are taken care of. So go over to anthonyoneal.com forward slash ethos. Check them out. It will take you not even 11 minutes, 11 minutes to apply. And I promise you, you'll thank me later on. So again, go check them out. Two, hit that subscribe button. And three, let's get into it with my good friend, Sean Cannell. Hey, man, welcome to the table for the... This is not your first time, but technically it's your first time. But welcome, man. Welcome to the table, bro. <laughs> Anthony, I'm so fired up to uh, be hanging out with you today. At the time of recording, it's 6 a.m., so I'm sipping on some coffee, man. It's rise and grind. I'm ready to crush. Hey, man, listen, man. You know, I, I, I appreciate you for coming on at 6 a.m. in the morning, man. I, I really hoped you you could have got here to be at the table. But I was like, you know, he's in California. You just had a baby, right? You had a baby boy? That's right. One month old as we're speaking right now. And that's our second boy. So we have two boys. Man, how's sleeping for you as a father, man? Are you, are you sleeping well? I, I got to admit, and I got to honor the queen, like, I'm sleeping great. And uh, she's the baby is sleeping pretty well, but my wife is all time. She's really holding it down. The first was a little bit different. I was doing the the hip motions, kind of trying to bounce the baby to sleep, swaddle. You know, I learned all the swatters, swaddle skills and there were some really late nights. But I'm going to admit, I know for other parents out there, you might be like, what? But like I I've been sleeping all night, every night since we've had this baby. Yeah, man, I, listen, I, I salute, salute to my sister, your queen, who is holding it down, man. I really do. Uh, but, man, let's get into it, man, because, you know, recently you released a book on May 2nd of this year called YouTube Secrets, The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Following and Making Money as a Video Influencer. So, Sean, as I was doing my research, right, I was just looking up, just really studying, you know, how many books are out there when it comes to how to write a YouTube. So on Amazon by itself, there are over 3,000 books on how to how to pretty much build and launch a YouTube uh, channel. I'm, I'm curious, um, as a uh, one, a YouTuber, and then now as an author, what did you see was missing from all those books that you wanted to come contribute when it comes to that conversation? 
Yeah, there's a couple things. I think uh, the first one was a timeless framework. I think when mm -hmm. it comes to social media and it comes to it's always changing when it comes to technology and the Internet. It, man, it's kind of a bad idea to write a book because as soon as you write it, it's outdated. Yeah. Um, and so what we strove to do, myself and Benji, my co-author, was to create a framework that could stand the test of time. I kind of mm. learned this from studying great books like Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and a lot of the business self-development books out there. They have frameworks. And so what we developed was the seven C's of YouTube success. And while who knows, maybe in 10 years or 20 years, maybe that framework would break. Um, we've learned that it's actually unbreakable. And we could talk about those if you want. But the first was was that. It wasn't just about some tactics or screenshots of pages, but it was about principles that people can continually apply to get results. And then the second thing was, I think, just the effort of of really putting out a world class book. This actually was it took four years to write the original book. It came out in 2018 and now we're on the second edition. And so it's completely rebuilt, updated, 90 new pages, three new chapters, all the examples and some of the outdated things taken out because after really four years, there was some details to change. Um, and what I've noticed with a lot of the books you mentioned is they're kind of like ebooks. Some of them are kind of rushed, 77 pages, 200 pages. They outsource the writing. And so, um, I mean, you know what it is as a best-selling author it, it's it, we put so much love and time and energy and blood, sweat and tears into the book. And it's really shown this is the number one best selling YouTube strategy book in the world. Eighty thousand copies sold twenty three hundred reviews so far. And it actually is about two, three thousand copies selling a month. I, I, that's not because of good marketing. That's because of word of mouth, because of the quality of the content. And it's not even trying to be a flex. It's like I. Oh, we almost died trying to write the book. It took so much energy to really <laughs> distill our thoughts down into something powerful, punchy, um, and practical. And so ultimately, uh, that was kind of what we wanted to bring. And then the final thing was that uh, a lot of times in social media, people don't think about books. In fact, they think, oh, people don't even read books anymore. And it's like, well, apparently 80,000 80, people have. And I think one of my favorite things is the audiobook. We read it. It's our own voice. We did it in a professional studio. And the power of writing a book is the chance to get to record an audiobook. Look at the popularity of podcasts. Look at the popularity of the table. Look at the popularity of, of that opportunity to, to connect with somebody um, audibly in, in, in a conversation in a really much more polished way because it's a book. So I encourage people, they should write a book even just to record the audiobook. I think audiobooks are, are the future, not, not only the future, but they're the now as well. Oh, man, man, listen, listen, let's. You know, I, I agree with you, man. It, it was so funny. I remember reading my audiobook, uh, Sean. I'm not the best when it comes to grammar, right? Like, I just got to, it took me a long time to read my own audiobook. I'm curious, when you recorded yours, how, how long did it take you to record your audiobook? And did you enjoy the process? I enjoyed it. I didn't give myself enough margin because uh, I have a co-author. We alternated chapters, so that kind of cut it in half. Yeah, um, it still took two days and I should have done at least three or four because my voice, I did start to lose my voice and it's not terrible, but you can kind of notice as you get to some of the later chapters, you know, the punch and the energy 
uh, isn't necessarily there as much. And I feel you, you start getting kind of delirious, you know, your eyes are glazing over. You feel like you're going to pass out. I think to that, some of that's my, I could probably improve my breath work or my, my speaking ability in terms of speaking at length without wearing out my voice. But I think more than that, I'm probably just so driven and ambitious that I, uh, kind of like Thanksgiving, my eyes are too big for my stomach. I always, you know, I get two plates, I pile them so high. And then I'm like, wow, I kind of over overloaded the plates with food. Yeah. Uh, I'll still be able to finish it too, but I'll pay for it later, you know? And so I'm kind of the same way. I'm like, oh, I can record this whole thing in one day. Let's just go for it. And uh, uh, then I reap the consequences. Ah, man, see, it took you two days for me by myself, 300 and something pages. It took me a week and a half, man. And uh, it, it was stressful, but you're right. Hearing myself read, hearing it and and really being myself um that's probably uh what's the best thing that i've done for that book so i I agree with you man so y'all listen we're going to drop all of sean's information he even has more books we're going to talk about he even just recently released and we'll talk a little bit about that later on today to some youtube secrets the ultimate following um um, and we're going to talk about that too but sean real quick i I really want to pivot to this because you know last month i launched um a, a course on like really how to build like your own personal brand and i remember Back in the, uh, I would say about maybe 10 years ago, um, um, a young man by the name of Glenn Henry married my sister and he came home one day and he told us all that he's quitting his job to be a YouTuber. And I said, no, the heck you are not. You are not, but you're not going to marry my sister, have a child and then quit your job to become a full-time YouTuber. This was 10 years ago, Sean, you know, today he is a leading voice. On YouTube, when it comes to Black Fathers, he has over a million subscribers, built over seven-figure business. Um, and it's not just, watch this, it's not just him having a YouTube uh, show. He's built an empire. And Sean, you've been able to build an empire. And I remember first, when I first got interested in YouTube, seeing my brother-in-law win, I was like, man, I started Googling and searching who's really winning on YouTube. And you were the guy that I found. So I'm curious to people watching right now, like, well, full-time money on YouTube? Like, can I really do that? Um, I want to know a little bit about your story, Sean. Like, how did you get start, started? And then where are you at now? I know where you're at now, but I want, I'm going to give you the opportunity to share with my tribe, you know, where you started and, and what you've been able to accomplish today. And is it really possible for people to build a business around YouTube? Yeah, I appreciate it. And fun fact is uh, belief in fatherhood is actually in the new introduction of the new book. And uh, we've been on the phone and we've talked uh, a few times over the years and even about money making uh, strategies, one of which was affiliate marketing. And so that's kind of my story. I started shooting video back in 2003 for my local church. And so YouTube hadn't even started yet. I was editing video. My youth pastor gave me a camera. Um, and Adobe Premiere and said, hey, start making videos for your youth ministry, for this, uh, our youth ministry. And they were terrible. I mean, Anthony, these, these, of course, were the worst videos ever, which I think is important for people to consider. They, they're wondering, like, hey, you know, what if I, if I start YouTube and I'm kind of nervous and if I punch fear in the face and I press record, but if I do that, what if my first videos kind of suck? And here's my promise to you they will like, they're going to be terrible. Like, I mean, that's, I'm not going to encourage you and say something different. Like you kind of got to get through that challenging season, that, that season where you're a little bit awkward. You're not quite, you haven't developed your voice. And so luckily for me, I was doing that again years before YouTube started. And then honestly, the first YouTube channel I started was in 2007 for my local church, which is crazy because we are an hour North of Seattle, small church. 
it was it was a very it was a gift of God that the pastor had the vision. I didn't even have the vision to kind of lean towards social, lean towards media. But that gave me the experience in the trenches figuring this stuff out. So really speeding ahead in terms of how to make this, um, you know, practical and to earn money from it, because my background was now in video and I'd been studying cameras and now lenses and how do you edit and lighting and video production because I was making church video announcements for my local church. And um, I started to make videos reviewing products, essentially talking about the cameras or the gear or the tips. Hey, you need to buy a lens for your camera. Here's your three options. If you use this one, it's going to look this way. If you use this one, it's going to make it you look a little bit. The shutter be wider, but it'll stretch your body kind of weird. If you use this one, it'll be the most flattering. And as I made these videos, I learned that you can have links to the products that you're talking about in the YouTube description, which is kind of like a mini blog post below your video. And when someone clicks on those links, then ultimately you get a commission, you get paid on that link. And back in the day, the co-author of the book, Benji Travis, his wife was doing beauty. So she was doing like lipstick and, and makeup and She's doing different stuff. She was talking about hair and armpits and different products you could use and all kinds of stuff. But she'd have links to these products. And then again, she'd make a commission. And I'll never forget, Anthony, people saying, how much money can you make? The first time Amazon.com paid me for recommending products, I made $2.12. <laughs> now, I bet you know, you're listening to this. You're like, well, I thought you were talking about how to go full time. And, and, uh, and I mean, obviously, that didn't even pay for one third of my, uh, you know, caramel right. macchiato at Starbucks. But, but ultimately what it did was it showed me that it was possible. It was, that was $2 and 12 cents more than my neighbors had made online back in 2010. And it was proof of concept. Cause I was like, man, this is real. I was like, it, literally money just transferred hands. So then my question was, can I make this $20? Could I make this 200 a month? Could I make this 2000? You know, and now you fast forward to today and actually CNBC did a mini documentary about about me. I'm a small town kid, college dropout, started shooting videos in my bedroom, and I made almost $40,000 in one month just from talking about tech and cameras online. And while that's extraordinary for me, you said, is this practical? It's extremely practical. What I'd even encourage more is it's really practical for just regular everyday people making an extra $500 a month, making an extra $350 a month, making an extra $7,000 a month. And there's so many different ways. We can't even get into all of them. There's so many different ways to make money. But um, there's, you know, like Dr. Eye Health. He, he's an eye doctor who wanted kind of freedom from that nine to five. And so he's, I look at his channel. He's got a half a million subscribers now. When he first discovered our stuff, he was at zero. And he talks about like contact lenses and eye drops and vitamins for your eyes. And at scale, he's making 30K a month and he's hiring a team. Uh, I think about this and that with Denise Jordan. So Denise is just an amazing woman. She's actually in her legacy year. She's retired. She just started wanting to share homemaking tips with the next generation. So she's like, I feel like some of this stuff is being lost. You know, uh, prepper's pantry, how to do certain home skills, the kind of stuff she wanted to pass along to her own daughters. And she also wanted to stay busy and kind of just have a, a hobby in terms of, you know, in retirement, but it's turned into this passionate business that she's running. And besides making money from affiliate marketing and the 
ad revenue that YouTube pays you. She started a apron brand, Apron Diva. You can find her if you Google Apron Diva. And uh, she's she's selling e-commerce, essentially, her own aprons. She's shipping those out. And she's created this very lucrative business. She loves serving people. She loves making an impact. She's she's staying busy, busy. She's passionate. She's exhilarated. And it all comes back to, you know, the courage of getting on YouTube. So that's how I did it. I, I built yeah. in a six-figure income originally with really just YouTube and affiliate marketing talking about tech. But since then, I've discovered multiple different ways. In the book, we talk about 10 different ways to earn money just from YouTube videos. And today, we've got an eight-figure business, 22 employees, mm -hmm. which is kind of crazy because it's crazy for a lot of reasons. But it's, it's crazy because, again... I truly, I grew up on six acres, kind of on a farm and college dropout. And I, I, I thought, Anthony, if I can make six figures a year, stick a fork in me, I'm done. I'm like, I, I thought that was a, a pinnacle. And, and it is. I mean, I think that's an incredible milestone. But I realized that as I started to reach new heights, that uh, I began to see further. And ultimately, again, it comes back to getting on YouTube. It comes back to the, you know, kind of figuring out your thing starting to create content, getting through that uncomfortable season, that scary season, that that what is my, you know, Shelly from high school going to think when I start posting video season, just getting over the fear of other people's opinions, getting over the fear of the gear and the tech and just starting and starting messy and then learning as you go. I don't want, I don't want people to, 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 to skip what you said. You went from making two dollars on 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 Amazon to six figures a year to now building, I would definitely say the leading voice when it comes to launching YouTube, um, an eight figure business, 22 employees. Um, and I've met quite a few of your team members, man. And you're even building an amazing culture of people around you. Um, and I, I just love that. So I really want y'all to just to really soak that in building a YouTube business, um, is definitely impactful. And, and it's definitely worth it. So I'm going to ask you this question. Me and you talked about this before. Like, um, me and you was recently at a camp um, at a mastermind that we we're a part of, a Christian mastermind. I want you all to know this man is a saved brother. Um, and that's why I rock with Sean. Because not only is he just stupid smart when it comes to YouTube, I mean, making money, but he loves the Lord with all of his heart. Um, and, and I love that about Sean. Um, but Sean, when people ask you, what do you do? You know, people ask me, what do I do? And I, and I sometimes... I don't like saying the word I'm an influencer because there's so many negative thoughts around being influencers. So I just tell people I'm a speaker and an author and I have a show. Right. Uh, but for people who, who are watching this show saying, man, yeah, I, I, I like this, Sean. Um, I, I want to get your book and we're going to drop uh, his um, uh, the Amazon link, which will be my affiliate link to my brother's book, because I'm getting those affiliate pays out, too. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to do that. But to, to those people saying, you know what, I don't like the term influencer. Is the term influencer a bad term? Um, should we tell our, should we tell people we're a YouTuber? Like, what's that? What's the correct thought process behind that influencer, YouTuber? Or do you just say you're an entrepreneur? Yeah, that's I actually uh, have studied this a lot. We've surveyed our audience. I think there's some vernacular that would serve people. And I think you can pick one. I think your options, you got you've got influencer, you've got YouTuber, you've got YouTube creator, which sounds mm. a little bit different. You've got content entrepreneur. You've got youpreneur. Uh, my friend Chris wrote a book, uh, and 
Uh, I think that my favorite is kind of uh, the, the content entrepreneur. There was a study done by The Tilt that was sort of identifying. And then you've got, you know, create the creator economy. You are a creator in the creator economy. And that content entrepreneurs are kind of a new form of entrepreneur. If you, you also might say small business owner or entrepreneur that uses YouTube to market your business. So in that mm. case, YouTube is is a content marketing strategy as opposed to, in a way, the the central thing in and of itself. Um, if I break those down a little bit, you know, influencer, yeah, it does get a bad rap. You know, there's the Instagram account influencers in the wild. And so what we figure is somebody catching you, you know, dancing ridiculous, you know, or whatever for a TikTok. Um, there's that side of it. But I also I think about like Brennan Burchard as a conference or he did called Influencer, which was much more about author, speaker. You know, you think about Mark Twain. He was an influencer. You think about Martin Luther King Jr. He was an influencer. You think about, um, you know, all these different authors, speakers and people who lead movements, people who inspire others, challenge others. Those are influencers. So I think we, we should really redeem the term but you got to be sensitive to the cultural landscape. And so, yeah, that's not one I typically bring up. It depends on which, which room I'm in. I would probably say a, a content entrepreneur myself. In fact, our friend Erin On Demand, I don't know if you guys got to meet at Grow a Video Live, but she has a really cool uh, shirt. I'm not sure. She, it says CEO. And it says, content, what's it for? I think it was like content entrepreneur. I forgot what the O stands for. Oh man, we gotta look it up. It's a really, it's really cool. It's merch. real dope. Yeah, but I was like, whoa! When she was on stage, I was like, yo, I need that hoodie. I need the sweatshirt. I and I get her, her husband. Too. So I'm like, Aaron, if you're watching this, where is my shirt? <laughs> Come on, Come on. Be CEOs you know, out here. And, you know. I, and I actually, I, that's probably my favorite way to think. In fact, you know, you can, so whichever term resonates with you most. However, we do coach our community that that uh, one of my favorite quotes. Jay Z said it. I'm not a businessman. Mm. I am a business, comma, man. man. Yeah. I'm a business. Yeah. And, that, 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 and I know that's what you're helping people with, too. Build your personal brand. But it's, yes. it's not just build your personal brand and pick your colors and take some photos. Mm. It's, it's a whole entirely different way of thinking. It is thinking like I'm building an empire. The content is part of it. But what is the monetization strategy? What is what is my str strategic plan? Kind of what is my business plan? We teach money. We teach people. Um, not just how can I make videos and make a few dollars? That's where I started. But now mm -hmm. my goal is to help people go further faster. Yeah. So what is your YouTube money plan? What is the bigger picture, the bigger vision? What is the purpose behind your YouTube channel? Who are you trying to impact? Who 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 are going to be your customers? Because yeah. when you're a content creator, you don't think about customers. You just think about I'm trying to make a video go viral and hopefully a brand one day's one day pays me. I think that's actually kind of a losing strategy or it's not a lasting strategy. The lasting strategy is thinking, what's the bigger thing that I'm building? It may start with just creating some content and trying to get some reach. But I like to look, you know, you look at Mr. Beast, of course, he's massive, but he started, he's got a burger chain. He's got, you know, different products he's launching. He's launched apps. He's launched yep. software as a service or different apps. I think about Shelby Church. She's taking her profits from YouTube, investing them in Airbnb, but then using her YouTube channel to bring awareness to not just an Airbnb, but she's got this Palm Springs spot. She's got merch there. It's a whole experience. And her YouTube channel markets, you know, the business. And so whether you are, is it, are you going to be an author? Are you going to create products and programs? Are you going to maybe think about investing in real estate? 
and and the i think it's important to dream this way you got to start practical and start small but when you think about i am a business man and you start thinking about i'm a ceo even if i'm a solopreneur right now i believe that mindset will take you to the best destination because your 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 time horizon is further than just trying to pay the bills even though that may be what you need to do today and it'll help you map towards really creating true lasting impact not just on your bank account but in the world mm. come on man Sean, you you this is some good stuff you guys and i hope that you all are dialed in and listening to this um because if you're going to build a seven figure business if you're going to make all this income like you said, you know, there got to be some things you're going to be yeah, that you're going to want to do uh, with your life. And it's not just about the money. But since we are on the money part, I want to just land this real quick. Um, make sure that you open up a savings account with my friends over at Prize Pool. One of the things that I do with all of my YouTube money, 10 percent of that comes in and I just immediately save that. I set that aside for business emergencies, team emergencies. I just set that to the side and I actually park it over at Prize Pool. You can go over to anthonyoneal.com forward slash prize pool. And because right now they're offering some of the highest interest rates um, in return. Remember, saving is not an investment, but why not go ahead and get the most when it comes to the interest for having it parked there? And then also as well, some of y'all are going to be watching this show and you say, you know what? I want to eventually step out on my own and I want to start my own YouTube channel one day. And so you're going to start building your YouTube. You got to make sure you have a fully funded savings account. So when you do step out, and you branch into this business full time, you have a cushion on your personal life. So go check them out. They're giving out some amazing rewards for just joining some extra coupons, some tickets. So check them out at anthonyoneal.com forward slash prize pool. Actually, anthonyoneal.com forward slash savings to get the discount. Um, Sean, I did some research, man. Um, um, 321 YouTube channels have at least 100,000 subscribers or more. So that also includes people like yourself who have, you know, a, a million or more. And so when I did the math compared to everyone that's in YouTube, that is only 0.28% of all YouTube channels, which is about one in every 350 YouTube channels have over 100,000 subscribers. Um, I remember crossing over 100,000 subscribers. Now my next goal is 500,000. We should be there by the end of this month. Uh, and then my next goal is to be over a million, Right. And I watched my brother um, start his YouTube channel after me, and he just surpassed me. And then you're you're above two million, so you're in the top what point zero one percent of YouTube. What do you think is not really the secrets, but what are the key ingredients to just cross over a hundred thousand subscribers? What are some key things that we can pull from your most recent book, the updated? Uh, second edition of YouTube secrets that can get people to that hundred thousand subscribers, because I would definitely say people are making money with 10, 15,000 subscribers. Great. Making full-time Ashley income with that. But when you do cross over that hundred thousand subscribers, you see a significant, you see, you see a lot more, right? What are some of the key things that will help us get there that we can learn from your book? Yeah, where I would go is the second C of YouTube success. So there's seven, and that is our framework. The first one's courage, which means you got to start. You got you, don't worry about the haters. Punch fear in the face. Press record. You know, forget perfectionism. But then the second C is clarity. Start mm. with the end in mind. And the two things to get clear on is who is your YouTube channel for, and what problem does it solve? So when it comes to getting to a hundred thousand subscribers, I think it's important to pick. 
the right who and the right what, the right who and the right problem, which another way to put it is to pick the right vehicle. I like to think about, you know, right now I'm in Las Vegas. If I was going to um, drive to Florida across the United States, there's different vehicles I could use to get there. I could walk. I could take a bike. You know, I could take a bus. That's going to obviously if I if I walk or take a bike, I might not even make it. I might freeze at a certain point, you know, wear out. It's also going to take a long time. If I take a bus, well, I'm going to get there. It's going to be slow. I could take a flight. It's going to probably be the fastest way. And is it going to be a direct flight? If they have to go to Seattle first, I'm going the wrong direction before I have to do my connection up there and then maybe from there. So the reason I bring that up is because the the niche or the niche you choose, the topic mm-hmm. you make your channel about can it will very much influence whether you get to 100,000 subscribers. Now, a lot of us might just look at personalities and we just think, okay, you're following the personality, they're talking about whatever, and may, there's no lid on the growth of a personality. I, I would agree with that to a point because you, you're just how big of a following can you grow. But where the real opportunity on YouTube is, is I think picking a focused topic. And to finally illustrate this, it'd be like if you were to say, okay, my passion is underwater basket weaving. Like I'm going to make a channel about underwater basket weaving. That vehicle, that's like picking, that's like choosing to walk to Florida from Las Vegas. And like, you're probably never going to make it. You're going to freeze as soon as you hit the Midwest. And, and so if the, the way you can do a test on that is what is the largest underwater basket weaving channel? Last time I checked it's 7,000 subscribers. So in a way, it probably doesn't matter how good you are. You're never going to get to 100,000. The vehicle is not big enough. Mm. If you were to say, you know, okay, uh, I'm into tech. I'm into smartphones. I'm into tech like MKBHD is a very popular tech channel. Now, a lot of things. This is a big opportunity. I want people to lean in here. Like a lot of times people are afraid of competition when they need to understand that competition is a good thing. Why? Because competition is proof that there's interest in your topic. So if you can't find a channel that is talking about what you want to talk about, that's at a hundred thousand subscribers or hopefully even at millions, then you'll probably not get there. It's actually it's in business. You'd call it Tam. What is the total addressable market? So how many people are into iPhones? How many people are into Androids? How many people are you talking? millions probably a billion probably billions now actually because of how how passionate smartphone culture is everybody has smartphones so if mkbhd has 12 million subscribers it's actually kind of seems counterintuitive but it's incredibly practical for you to have 45 55 or 110,000 because the market is so large you know i grew up in seattle uh an hour north but in the pacific northwest and there was coffee everywhere not just the home of Starbucks, but you have Seattle's best. You've got, of course, you can go, you can get coffee at McDonald's. You can get coffee at Dunkin' Donuts. But in my local town, there was coffee stands on literally every corner, espresso stands, just everywhere. There's coffee everywhere. And what's shocking was they they weren't going out of business. They were in a position place. They were, they were positioned in a particular place where people on their commute to work would be enough traffic, enough business to just, to sustain this small coffee shop. What's the point? The market of coffee drinkers is large enough to sustain not just Starbucks, not just the local hipster coffee shop, but Dunkin' Donuts, McDonald's, and the espresso stand. 
So I would say my biggest foundational key, I mean, there's seven C's that you build upon, but you want to get clear. What are your strengths? You know, what are your, uh, you know, passions? What is your, what is profitable? What will keep you interested? What could you brainstorm 50 ideas on? But again, if you, if you love the Bible, you love Bible Mm. studies, what you got to ask yourself is you go, okay, I might look on YouTube and I might see other creators. I might see like my friend, Alan Parr. He's like, I think at a million subscribers and you go, ah, it's already too many Bible studies. Not true. How many Christians are there? How many people want to go deeper in the word? And you got to know that your vibe attracts your tribe. So your vibe, your style, your, your, uh, you know, some people want to learn from a female. Some people want to learn from somebody that's younger. Some people look at somebody that's younger and say, I'm not going to learn the Bible from them. What do they know? They have no life experience. So, so you got to just know the hunger for the word of God is, is greater than the hunger for coffee. Mm -hmm. I think there's 2.5 billion Christians or so on planet earth. There's 2.6 billion monthly active users on YouTube right now. And, and, and I'm not saying you're going to have a million subscribers like Alan Parr, but I am saying the practicality of you getting 26,000 subscribers, building a full-time living. And how cool is that off of maybe being able to leave your nine to five and you love theology and you love the Bible. And so you just go all in and you're teaching, you're being creative and you're creating content. Don't be afraid of the competition. Let the competition actually be an invitation to be a measurement that the market is validated. And then you want to bring, of course, your unique flavor. How do you do that? You just be you because no one's like you. So you bring your flavor to you. Think about what everybody else is doing. How can I kind of have an edge? What's my unique angle on the niche? What's my unique angle on it? I think about that like coffee. McDonald's is fast. Maybe not very good. Starbucks is burnt. So people will say the coffee, but it's consistent. So I, I personally, I go to that local a uh, hipster place that's got a six dollars for a, dr- a drip. I was just in San Diego. I paid six dollars and I tipped a dollar to get a small cup of black coffee because I want that Ethiopia single origin fruit notes on there. I'm that guy. And so there's a market for it, you know, so your flavor might be like maybe there is kind of more the mass market or the this level of it. You're going to bring your unique, you know, single origin uh, style to the conversation. And, and if you're listening to this friend, there is opportunity for you. There's opportunity for you to pick a solid niche and make sure the final test would just be, again, if you want to get a million subscribers, you better check to make sure there's other channels that have one, two, three, four, five million subscribers. You might be the outlier. You might be the one who takes it there, but I like looking at the other way. I actually like saying if there's already 10 successful Starbucks in this city, then chances are there's actually, if I bring something a little bit different to it, different is better than better. If I bring something a little bit different to the same niche, tech, beauty, gardening, personal development, Bible study, personal finance, all the different things that, that are, are the opportunity of doing, uh, that's what I would recommend. Choose the right vehicle, and that's going to ha- really help you get to 100,000 subscribers and beyond. Man, you know, Sean, Sean you teach man. I mean, you, you know, you know, my journey and my story. And, and I always tell myself, I niche down on my niche. So I went to personal finances and I say, you know what? And I'm just going to be honest. I want to talk to millennials and minorities about their personal finance. And some people say, well, why would you only want to talk to 13% of America, you know, when it comes to African-Americans? And I said, I don't want to only talk to them, but I do want to create a, I want, do want to create content that impacts them, that helps them. And I mean, that's when I started seeing my channel just go up 
because now I was dialed in to a certain group of people. My brother-in-law was on the show last a couple of weeks ago. And he said, man, stop looking for people and start looking for your people. And that's how he was able to grow because he wanted to represent for black minority fathers and look at them a million. And now you're right. It's like, man, when I look at other things, I look at people who are successful, who are winning. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to bring what's on the inside of me to the conversation, you know, and, and don't be ashamed of it. I was mentoring a guy who um, stutters a lot. And he was attracted to me because he was like, hey, man, I hear you. You don't seem so shy when you may say a word off. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm not. Because if you don't like it, that just means you're not my people. And that's fine because there are certain people who will rock with me, as we see, uh, because of I remind them of themselves. And I'm, I have no shame in that. And I told him, I said, bro, keep stuttering and keep keep using the gifts and the talents that God has put on the inside of you because people will receive that. So I like how you said you got to have courage. Don't worry about no one else. Just be the true, authentic self and you will be all right. You will be successful. And um, and, and y'all y'all know me. I have a, a group of 20 people that I'm mentoring right now on how to build a personal brand, how to be, how to become a speaker and how to really go out there and just use the God-given talents. And this guy has taught me so much about YouTube to where I'm actually buying 20 of his books and giving that to um, my actual um, 20 people that I'm mentoring because he is the guru of YouTube. I, I'm not. I have no problem saying that this guy right here, Sean, is the guru, and I learn a lot from him. And so I'm buying 20. I want you all to get uh, get one, get two, um, get, a, get a gift. You know, I, I, there's this new thing of, like, couples growing up today, and they're like, yo, we want to do our YouTube channel. That's great. Yo, get this book. <laughs> Learn YouTube and go get you 20,000, 100,000 subscribers. Go get you some full-time income because I think the future is looking differently. The older generation don't like it when I say this, but I think, you know, this this new content creator, content entrepreneur um, in the next five years uh, will be the most popular business growing up. I believe that today's word of influencers is tomorrow's celebrity. A celebrity on TV and, and the gospel and the hip hop artists, they will always have a level of influence. But I'm seeing today that influencers who are impacting lives are becoming the new type of celebrity um, and they're making a lot of money doing it from from the inside. Uh, so, listen, I want you all to get my man's book, um, YouTube Secrets, get the updated second edition. Um, and I'm going to drop that information in today's show notes. Now, Sean, I don't know. I'm not going to say the name of the book, but I know you have another book possibly coming out. Can, can we leak that a little bit? Or are y'all waiting to start promoting that? Still waiting to promote that. And okay. uh, yeah, all in on uh, YouTube <laughs> Secrets, second edition right now. And yeah, just so grateful. Thank you so much for having me. And it's inspiring to see what you're, I mean, your channel's blowing up, but also you're really just getting started. I think I feel the same way. Like, you know, uh, kind of a beginner mindset always. Always learning. Lifelong leaders are lifelong learners. Man, I'm always learning and I'm always looking to see how we can better. So I appreciate you all. So listen, I'm going to drop um, his book inside of today's show notes. And I'm also going to drop his information because one thing I like about Sean is it's not all about Sean and his company. He has amazing um, people on his team that he's also promoting and they have some great stuff coming out here in the future. And I don't want you all to miss that. So get this book today. Um, learn today and then two, go follow him, subscribe to his channel um, and get connected with him and his entire uh, business over there because they are truly impacting the world when it comes to YouTube. Uh, they are the future. 
they're in right now, but they are literally the future when it comes to YouTube. So thank you so much, my brother, for coming. And um, man, I appreciate you. And y'all, we'll see you on the next show. Peace out. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.